Hey everyone, welcome to Tetsuo Tells a Story and Tetsuo. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and share my videos with family and friends. If you have any ideas or topics you'd like for me to do, place them in the comments below. Now, without further ado, relax and turn on your nightlights. Please enjoy this episode titled, Four Truly Terrifying Hunting Stories. Story 1 When I was 11 years old, my dad and I left about 5 in the morning to go hunting. We were driving on an old road by the mountains with many potholes on the road and many rocks on the side. Since it was pretty early in the morning, I put myself back to sleep until I felt like something was staring at me. The hair on my back stood up in shock. A moment later, I saw a white light beam shining into my eyes and then disappeared before my eyes. Right after that light, the road started to twist and turn. I think it was on the third swerve when I saw it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was a girl wearing a red dress, walking on the side of the road. Right when we passed her, I asked my dad, Daddy, did you see that girl? Why would she be walking all the way up here in the middle of the woods? But my dad didn't respond to my question. After hunting, when we're on our way back now, my dad finally revealed to me his side of the story for the girl in red. Hey kid, I'm sorry I didn't answer you in the first place. The reason why I took you here to hunt with me was because of this mountain. People call this mountain the Haunted Mountains. I have actually haven't seen the girl since 2011. You were still little, but we came out here in 2011, and we were here camping. So during that time that we went camping, on the first night of camping, around 3.45 a.m., I dreamt that I had to use the bathroom, and so I stuck my head out of the tent, and there I saw her, the girl in red. She was sitting on a rock by the creek, humming. I rubbed my eyes and looked again, but she was gone. Right after that, I thought I was seeing things, so I stepped out of the tent and I realized I was not on the ground. I was actually floating. I felt two cold arms grab my waist as I heard giggling. At that moment, my uncle woke up and saw that I was laying flat on the ground with both my arms straight up and making noises that I've never made before. He immediately knew right away that I was experiencing sleep paralysis. So my uncle tried to wake me up. Moments later, I did wake up, but I scared the whole family. Everyone was aware of all the noises I was making, and my uncle's dog 
was also barking at the tree. That night, I couldn't sleep at all. When the sun was about to rise, the whole family just packed up and left. Story 2 I asked my uncle to tell me some ghost stories from when he used to live in Thailand. This is his story. We were on a hunting trip in the jungles. There were six of us and it was getting really dark. We were heading back to camp when we heard, Wait. Wait for me. Wait for me. We all stopped to do a head count and counted six. But then again we heard, Wait. Wait for me. Wait for me. I remember from one of the elders, they have said that there was a ghost around this area in the jungle that would call out to people and tell them to wait. So I told all the guys to run. We ended up in a cave and all six of us were hiding behind big rocks. A few minutes later, we heard some really heavy breathing. And right behind us, it yelled out, Where are you guys? After a few minutes, it got closer and closer, and we can hear its heavy foot stepping close behind us in the cave. Now, it was already morning, and instead of hunting, we all rushed home and said that we will never go there again. Story 3 I'm a hunter. I like to hunt wild boar specifically. Though, I have been deer hunting and have known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving. I mostly hunt boar. For those of you who don't know, boars are a big problem in the United States, especially in the South. A sow can have two litters a year, and it's not uncommon for a litter to consist of 10 or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I've been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that costs literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting on and how much it's worth it. But I went and got it. I took it to the range and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck with easy to find spots that I could set up in. The spots overlooked a large, easy to navigate clearing. The night started uneventful with me tinkering 
with my new toy, cycling through all the settings. I was a little impatient. I spotted multiple deers, but they were out of season. And like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer anyways. I moved to another spot. I've seen days earlier that probably wasn't as better as my first spot. But it gave me something to do, a new angle to look with my new scope. After an hour or so glassing the area, it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all. No rabbits, no owls. The deer that I've seen were hundreds of yards away from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night, but so lively in the day? I set up around 10 p.m. and it was around 2 a.m. when I started to think about packing up. Maybe set up a target before I left and take some practice shots. Then I heard a crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and I saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly quote-unquote night vision. It's a thermoscope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a bit when I saw that it wasn't really a bear. It was a man, because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is, is that a game warden? It couldn't be. I could have seen the headlights coming up from the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 minutes away from anything and on public land. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed the man was naked. No shoes, no pants, no anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements like a squirrel or something, twitching and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree? The one? I was leaning up against earlier? The thought terrified me. Could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his legs and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction. A very compelling female voice. Uh, help! Someone help! Help! Uh, help! There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet. I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I've taught about firearms. Were they lost? 
Was this some guy that have gone crazy out here? And why was his voice so feminine? The voice called out. I can't walk. That's when I called BS. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good that a mistook him for a bear. That's trap. This guy is trying to lure me with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of activity before caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad, but I didn't give a damn in that moment. I took my eyes off from them for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but this time his face was staring in my direction, and I swear, I saw the smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes an animal's eyes appear white. How the heck did he hear me get up and put my gear on? He must have been easily 150 yards away. Back off! I screamed in his direction. He stood right up, and it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily six feet tall, and very lean. He took a couple of strides in my direction, and I instinctively sent a round sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as heck, but he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. Next, he dropped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will you up. Go away. He laid on all fours, and this time, I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on the last warning. I was terrified. That standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk. I could barely keep him in my scope as he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one. But I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck and I wanted to get out of there. As I was heading back to my truck, I could hear him in the distance yelling in this weird sound 
that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck, breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab, but kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported this incident to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone. I've yet to receive an update. Now, it wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him because the spot we were camping was technically in the same forest that I've seen the bastard. Just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked that his mom, my cousin, had to take him home and she was really mad at me for it. I've gone down the rabbit hole on these scary stories. I'm not saying what I saw was definitely a Wendigo or Skinwalker. I'm saying if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Donnie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Either way, I thought I'd share this creepy encounter that I had while I was hunting. Story 4 This is an incident that happened to my uncle and his hunting crew. It's fall in the Midwest. The leaves have turned into beautiful red and yellow shades, ready to cover the grounds of the woods. A few guys are out early on a deer hunting trip. With radios in hand, they set off on their own paths. The odds are better for the group since they always split the kills amongst each other. The day is drawing to an end and there hasn't been a deer in sight for the men as they were talking over the radio on whether or not they should get an early start on going home. One of the guys frantically tells everyone to hush. The other guys wait in utter silence, barely breathing just in case the sound of their breath is even too loud. They knew right then and there one of the boys had spotted a deer. All of a sudden, the thunderous sound of a 7mm rifle roars off. And then, in a split second, the radio crackles and one of the guys says, Hey boys, I think, I think I got him. The shooter heads out to find his kill as the others are on their way to help. They were not too far from their cars, but it was still quite a hike 
uphill most of the way. So carrying the deer, they would have to split the load to be able to carry it. It was a close call. Some were thinking that they almost went home empty-handed. Radio communications pick up again as they're exchanging information on the direction and how big the deer might be. The shooter radios back indicating that he can't find the deer and is still looking. Though the shooter couldn't find the deer, 15 minutes later, everyone got together to devise a plan. By this time, it started to get dark. It won't be long until they had to use the flashlights. They all decided to start back where the shooter was and head towards the direction of the deer that was shot. As they were combing the area, a faint sound was heard by the men. A few of them stopped to listen, trying to make out what it was. It sounds like someone was talking, singing or humming, they thought. Moving out further from the shooting site, the sound was louder now. By now, they distinctively recognized the sound. It was someone singing a Hmong folk song. They all looked at each other, eyes wide open. Their hearts were pounding so loud, it can almost be heard. They were so surprised, they couldn't believe what they were hearing. And then, the singing stops. Shaken and scared, they decided to head out and forget about looking for the deer. The thought of losing the deer wasn't even on their mind anymore. They were more concerned about getting into their cars and going home at this point. The tall grass and the thick shrubs made it very hard to head out. And running was out of the question because you don't want anything to chase you. With it being dark now, they take out their flashlights and decide to follow a clear trail. As they walked the trail, and by this point, was almost to their cars and truck, their flashlights lit ahead, and it looks like a dark figure was laying across the trail as if it was blocking their path. They then decide to approach it hoping it was the deer that they shot. Maybe if it was the deer, they could quickly drag it out into their cars. As they approach the dark figure that is laying across the trail, blocking their way, their eyes were in disbelief as they got closer. They couldn't believe what they saw. Laying in front of them, was the deer that they shot, but it was dressed in traditional Hmong clothing. Slowly, the deer turns its head and opens its eyes, looking straight at the hunters, and says, Why did you kill me? 
The guys screamed in horror. Some even pissed in their pants and ran around the deer and ran all the way into their cars and drove home as fast as they could. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. I don't know about you, but that last story, that gave me goosebumps. As someone who also hunts, uh, I'm just visualizing the forest and sort of the trail itself. And seeing that deer lay on the trail sort of blocking your way just gives me the creeps. Anyways, everyone, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. I look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you.